I'm Jason. I'm John. Welcome back to Year One Comics. We're going to do the worst issue ever of the Fantastic Four today. I really don't know why you dislike this one so much. It's not worse than the cargo You'll one. You'll find out. We are on Fantastic Four number 10, January of 1963. Hold your breath. Here it is. The Return of Doctor Doom. What's it say down there? In this epic issue, surprise follows surprise as you actually meet Lee and Kirby in this story. Plus a gorgeous pinup of the Invisible Girl. I, I feel like the cover is really over-promising. <laughs> Well, you meet them. It brings up more questions than it answers, let me say that. Mm -hmm. So we start with Reed taking pictures of Sue using radioactive film, which sounds... (laughs) Hold still, Sue, while I give you cancer. (laughs) It sounds like such a bad idea. And there's Johnny Storm in full flames for no reason. Yeah. She's like, it's hot in here. I wonder why. Oh, that's right. There's a giant flame... Or there's a... Not a giant. There's a normal-sized flaming person over there. There... Or it's the heat from the radioactive camera burning (laughs) my skin. It could be, too. <laughs> For some reason, the three of them are in this room taking these pictures. When they see their flare signal outside, unlike the torch, or last issue, who was too stupid to figure out, if there's three of us here and I see the flare, who could it be? <laughs> the Reed quickly realizes the thing must be calling them, but they go to leave, and the door is locked and they can't open it. because <laughs> Foiled by the atomic lock. I think Reed may be an idiot. How do you... <laughs> first of all, why would you lock yourselves in? And second of all... Your lock malfunctioned? Yeah, I don't. Well, you know, I said last issue that Namor had uh, locked the door and Sue, he said she would never escape. So just continuing the trend here. So we again have a waste of space while Reed tries to get them out by stretching throughout the Baxter building to find a way out, only to find out that Johnny's like, no, I can open it with my flame like this. Poof. On the, on the atomic door lock. Yeah, flame and atomics, that's fine, right? In fact, well, first he tries to do it and Reed's like, no, don't do that. It's an atomic lock. And then Reed stretches, makes a wrong turn, which he could have easily corrected and gone back the other way. But by then, Johnny's like, no, I can concentrate the flame and yeah. only slightly cause a nuclear reaction. <laughs> well, and we, we're going to continue the time wasting because now as they rush off to the flame, uh, we see that uh, the torch is apparently trying to kill people by flying through them. Yeah. When he's flamed on, Reed is apparently a sex symbol. Yeah, he's got a crowd all over him. Wants to rip his clothes off of him. And Sue, as usual, some guy tries to uh, sexually assault her in the middle of the street. She turns invisible and runs into the street uh, and almost gets hit by a car. She turns visible at the last minute and the car crashes into a fire hydrant. So these people are dangerous. If you've ever wondered why people in the Marvel Universe don't love their heroes the same way the people in the DC Universe do, it's because the Marvel Universe heroes almost kill them all on a daily basis. That's like a two-page spread of utter incompetence. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, by the way, they also mentioned that he's probably at Alicia's, his girlfriend. So she has graduated to girlfriend status in the past month. And we find out this issue that Alicia is a sculptress. I love how Johnny bursts into her apartment and goes, flame off. Why does he have to yell that? Why does he have to yell either one of those? Also, they're angry because the thing used the flare gun to call them over to show them that Alicia has made sculptures of their greatest enemies. And I have to say, I'd be angry too. Does she not own a phone? Could you not have made a phone call? No, she's blind. She doesn't use the phone. (laughs) But she can sculpt like nobody's business. She can't dial the numbers. She doesn't know where they are. Is that one a scroll? What is the one next to it? Uh, Doctor Doom. You have Mole Man, Miracle Man, the scrolls. Three of them. Multiple. Okay. Doctor Doom, Submariner. Oh, that's the scroll. Kill crew. And she gets... (laughs) Those are the the cows. Exactly. She sculpted green cows. And Sue gets upset because she doesn't think Namor should be with these villains. And that makes her and Reed have a heart-to-heart talk. 
and have Johnny say, I'm glad I'm not old enough to have all these kind of mushy problems, which makes me think he's at least 16 because he can drive. Mm-hmm. Is he not doing things with girls yet? No, I, I don't Or does he not worry about it because he doesn't have mushy problems? He's like, I know what to do with girls. I sex them and leave them. I don't know. That conversation doesn't make any sense to me. But that doll that he's holding suddenly got like three feet tall. <laughs> That's Johnny's own Submariner doll, or maybe it's Sue's Submariner doll that she brought with her. And then the next page. This is where the problems start. So we now go to Marvel Comics, where Stan Lee and Jack Kirby are trying to come up with new Fantastic Four stories, where Jack Kirby is trying to sell a villain called False Face. Which looks like one of those drawings you make with that little magnet and the... Yes. What's that guy's name? That toy that used to be able I to know buy. I you're talking about. the little um, iron filings, and yeah. you can move them around to put, like, bushy eyebrows on. It was, and that's exactly what he looks like. Oh, uh, look at that Kirby magic. Yeah, they're trying to come up with the Fantastic Four plots when Doctor Doom pops in. Why do they not draw themselves in the book? Yeah, we can't it's see their... It's a weird f- conceit. We can never see their faces. We're here, but we're not here. Yeah, we see them from the side, or with their faces covered, or from the back. When it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Dr. Doom shows up and says, hey, what are you doing? Takes his mask off for no reason. Yeah, just so they can say, oh my gosh, you're scarred and ugly. And then he forces them to call the Fantastic Four and lure Mr. Fantastic to the Marvel Studios. Now, before we get into this, a couple of things. Oh, please. So we know in the Marvel Universe that they create comics based on real people. Mm, Okay, what? Well, we do, because we, I mean, here are Stan Lee and Jack Kirby making Fantastic Four comics in the same universe in which the Fantastic Four exists. Oh, okay. So I'm okay with that. I'm I'm on the same page with that. Here are my questions. Are they writing made-up stories about the Fantastic Four? Or are they writing stories... Based on their real adventures. Because Jack Kirby's trying to come up with new villains. Right. So unless they're going to take their designs for new villains down to the local bar with no name and try to get some schmuck to actually become that villain and go fight the Fantastic Four, it seems like they're making up made-up stories. I feel like they're making up stories. But when they call Mr. Fantastic, they're like, we'd like to talk to you about some new plot ideas. Right. So does he have to approve... Maybe. It says, I'm sorry, they don't want to, they, they'd like you to go to their studio to work out a plot with them. So I didn't know if that meant that they want his input in what the plot is, or if they want him to tell them what's been going on in their lives so that they can make a story about no, it. No, I was thinking maybe they wanted to, like, maybe they had an idea, but they wanted to make sure that this is what would happen. You know, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, hey, if if, if we made you do this, how would you react to it, or... How would you interact with so-and-so, like, just to kind of get expert opinion, maybe? Do you think that they get, Lee and Kirby get paid less in this scenario since Reed's doing most of the plotting for them? And what would you say then, Reed? Let me just take that down. And if you were in, if this was a thought bubble, if this was a, I don't know, it seems like Lee and Kirby aren't doing How many times a week do you wrap thing up? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have to rescue Johnny every time something happens? We do, before we get back into the story, get a nice uh, pinup of... Mm. Is it Sue Storm or the Fantasticar that we're supposed to be focusing on here? Because we get a really nice panel of the Fantasticar. That is a horrible drawing. Of what? Everything? Uh, no, her. Also, God, their faces. Ugh. The pin of a Sue Storm has her in the Fantasticar amongst the rooftops of New York City. And there's these people yeah. on rooftops waving. behind her waving. She's waving at the camera. And they're also waving at the camera. Who are those people? I took a picture. 
She's been photobombed. Mm-hmm. All right, back to our story already in progress. So Doom says, call Mr. Fantastic, get him here. If you try to betray me, I'll destroy you like I destroyed an ashtray. Because it's 1962 <laughs> and people smoked inside then. That'll teach you. I zapped this ashtray. Reed goes over there. And once he gets there, Doom hits him with some kind of knockout gas. Oh. Takes him prisoner and teleports away. Reed couldn't stretch because he was wearing a suit. But his suit stretches. No, it does. That's actually kind of a funny panel. Yeah. Before Reed leaves, <laughs> Johnny and Ben start pulling on a little bit of his clothes to make sure that they'll stretch and made of unstable molecules. That just, it does. To, just to mess with him. Who wouldn't do that? I mean, come on. If I was hanging out with Reed and I knew his clothes stretched, I'd grab his clothes all the time and just walk away just with it. be pulling on his yeah. ear. And <laughs> they should have a pet dog. Reed is like the best chew toy ever. <laughs> Doom takes Reed back to his secret laboratory. He tells Lee and Kirby when he teleports away that it's magic. By means of the mystic science. Well, I guess I see mystic science and I say magic. Because up here he says it's a it's a technological device. Doesn't mm. matter. Unimportant. Anyway. Maybe he's just, you know, trying to make him seem more important to the to Lee and Kirby. The last time we saw Doom, he had, was flying through space on an <laughs> asteroid. We get a flashback here. And we now find that he flew to the planet of the Ovoids, who are humanoid with oval heads. You know why he flew there? Because he couldn't avoid it. <laughs> That's horrible, guy. <laughs> this comic's horrible. <laughs> and the ovoids have greatly developed mental powers, and one of the things they can do is they clone bodies from themselves, and if you're going to die, you transplant your mind into a cloned body so you can live forever. So there's only like 12 ovoids? Because really, you're going to have problems with population. Yep. Well, apparently, I mean, would you have sex with something that looked like that? No. <laughs> An egg on a stick? No. <laughs> The Ovoid sent Doom back to Earth, and we find out that Doom learned the mind-transferring abilities from the Ovoids, and he uses it to switch minds with Reed. So Reed's mind is now trapped in Dr. Doom's body, and Doom's mind is now trapped in Reed's body. Which begs the question, isn't Dr. Doom and his armor more powerful than Reed Richards? I mean, if you were in a fight, who do you want at your back? Mr. Fantastic... Or Dr. Doom. Well, I'm guessing now that he's Mr. Fantastic, he doesn't have to worry about fighting anybody. Because now he's a good guy. Yeah, but he keeps talking about how incredibly powerful he is. I mean, if... <laughs> Mr. Doom fights Dr. Fantastic? I don't know how to differentiate these All people. All he's proving here is that Reed is an idiot. Because Doom can use Reed's body better than Reed could. Yeah, Reed and Doom's body is completely unable to hurt Doom and his body at all. What? This is going to be so confusing. <laughs> this whole body switching thing is ridiculous. In any case, before more fisticuffs can ensue, the rest of the Fantastic Four bust in because they have found what's going on. How do they know that they're all at Doom's castle? Who knows? They attack Dr. Doom's body. Yep. And then they easily capture him because Dr. Doom is Reed, who's an idiot. And Reed won't fight back because he doesn't want to hurt his friends. And we get one of those things we love so much where all of them tell us how they would keep Dr. Doom captive. Yep. And they all seem to involve slowly murdering him. (laughs) Yes. Johnny's going to put him on a little tiny island with a tent. Surrounded by flames, but then he's going to... Or, or, he's got more than one idea. Oh, yeah. Or he's going to build a flaming cage and keep him in that. How long would a flaming cage last? Well, he's going to come by once a week to renew the flame. Wow. A week, huh? Huh. That's impressive. (laughs) Thing's just going to put him in a hole and put a big giant rock over top of him. Which I kind of appreciate. Like Jesus. And Sue (laughs) is going to think about Namor, apparently, because she has no, (laughs) she does not get to participate in this. I don't care. 
But Doom in Reed's body says that they're going to put Reed in Doom's body in a dungeon. In a dungeon that he had already created for himself? Yes. In a giant plexiglass cage that has no air supply. So no, no, that... no. He tells them it has air. Well, he tells them it has air, but it doesn't have much air. <laughs> but then when they leave, he's like, ha, joke's on you. He has cylinders with oxygen in them, but it won't last for an hour. So then he can, I guess, tell the rest of them, tell the other three that he accidentally suffocated. Oh, I killed him on purpose by accident. Okay. So that happened. So Reed is now in Doom's body, trapped in a death trap. Yes, and Doom is in Reed's body going back to take care of the other members of the Fantastic Four. But when we turn the page, the rest of the Fantastic Four is surrounded by tiny zoo animals. (laughs) And Johnny is on fire in his own house for no reason. No doubt killing many of the animals. Oh, my God. We remember how Clint Barton used to always be giant-sized no matter what was going on? (laughs) Yes, sitting on equipment and on cars. Yeah. I like how Thing wants to know, how does the fact that there's tiny zoo animals running around have anything to do with anything? As he's reading the newspaper that says, zoo animals missing. Yeah. Yeah, you would think that he'd be able to put two and two together. But as we've already established, these people aren't very intelligent. So Reed comes in and they're like, hey, you stole zoo animals. You get upset. Things like you get upset with me every time I put a cab on top of a lamppost. But here you are still stealing zoo animals. How is that fair? Reed Richards, well, Doom in Reed's body, gives them the most the stupidest <laughs> scientific double talk I've ever heard. Oh, it's like Trump speak. Where he tells them... That the reason the dinosaurs died is because their bodies were huge, but their brains were small. And if they're... If they had been able to reduce the size of their bodies, that would make their brains larger by ratio. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Keeping in mind that the reducing ray would only reduce their bodies, not their brains. Yes. Because it doesn't work on brain cells. Yeah, so apparently... (laughs) Just like this explanation isn't working on brain cells. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, his idea is if I could shrink you people to a tiny size and then enlarge you again, you'd have incredible control over your powers. That's the part where he really lost me. (laughs) Well. So, you make them smaller so it condenses the intelligence and powers? And then they, what, hold on to that while you enlarge them again? Well, and so here's how their powers get better. Johnny can now stay, get hotter, stay flamed on longer, and fly where there's no oxygen, which is pretty impressive. Sue can make herself half invisible for no reason. The thing can turn back and forth to human at will, which is nice. But Sue, her powers getting better means that, as you say... She can become half invisible. She can do half left and right instead of half top and bottom now. (laughs) I'm like, why would she want this? How is this helpful to her? And so the Fantastic Four, the other three, are so anxious for this because they all want the powers. They're fighting amongst themselves to know who can go first because their lives are going to be so much better with this done. And when they leave, Doom and Reed's body is beside himself with joy that he has managed to make these people so... (laughs) My word salad worked. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, a scientist like Reed Richards could have seen through that, but a non-scientist could never see through the scientific doublespeak I just did. And I'm like, I think they could. I got it pretty easily. Plus, this is difficult because all the science talk in this comic is gobbledygook nonsense, so I'm not sure why we're supposed to believe this is worse than normal. So what does he, what does he shrink down there when they leave? He shrinks a bucket? For no apparent reason? (laughs) (laughs) Look what I can do. Just to show us that the reducing ray works. 
Meanwhile, back at Doom's castle, Reed and Doom's body is trying to find a way out of his cell. He takes his mask off and tries to use that to chip through the dome, but can't. And then he goes, wait a minute, I can use the oxygen. These cylinders are full of oxygen. I can use those to create an explosion, which will blow this dome I'm trapped in up. Sure, it'll use up all the oxygen, but I'm going to die anyway. I mean, okay. It's not That's a bad not a idea. horrible explanation, at least. It's not a bad idea, except I, I don't understand how that explosion doesn't blow Reed up as well, since he's trapped in this, unless the force of the explosion goes out. I'm also not quite sure. He uses his mask to chip a hole, or a, a... He takes enough of a hole out of the side of the glass tank that he can stick one of the oxygen cylinders in the hole. Why didn't he just hit the thing again with the mask? Yeah, if you can make enough of a hole that you can do that, you should just be able to break it. You just... Try again. <laughs> oh, I've done it once and it didn't work. So once he's free, Reed and Doom's body heads to Alicia's apartment. As you would. To try to get her on his side. Because he knows she has the extrasensory perceptions of all blind people. And she'll be able to tell what's going on. But Sue was there to be excited to tell Alicia, hey, I'll soon be able to make my arm invisible, but not the rest of me. <laughs> Sue's hiding in Alicia's apartment and me. Invisible for no reason. So Sue hits Dr. Doom on the back of his armor with a vase and knocks him out. And look, Alicia was working on a sculpture of the thing. And that makes me think, what is Dr. Doom's armor made of? That you can hit him with a vase and Mm, knock him out? That's a weak spot right in the back. (laughs) It's like a blowhole on a whale. I would think that maybe maybe he should look into upgrading his armor a little bit. So they then call Johnny and Ben over. To beat up. To beat him up. Reed in Doom's body keeps trying to convince them that he is actually Reed. And he may not have convinced him totally, but at least the thing won't punch him to death. They take him back to the Baxter building. Wait, where... wait, 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 wait. Reed in Doom's body talks the thing out of punching him. Mm-hmm. For three panels. Mm-hmm. Talks, talks, talks. Mm-hmm. What's the next panel? The next panel is them going to the Fantasticar. And? Well, there seem to be some street urchins playing with the Fantasticar. <sighs> I, you know, I had some problems earlier in this issue with things that happened in between panels or in between scenes. And I feel like this see, this panel has nothing to do with anything. There is no reason that that panel is in this comic. And I'm wondering if this is us finally seeing some of the failures of the, quote, Marvel method of writing a comic where Stan Lee just kind of gives a rough plot to Kirby and then Kirby draws whatever he wants and Lee has to come back and fill in dialogue so Lee must get some of these pages and be like what the hell is this panel supposed to be yeah it's a really good point because who knows what Kirby was thinking when he had these kids in the Fantasticar yeah I mean I guess it's supposed to be a cute little ha 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 they're in the real world and this stuff happens and really if you parked a vehicle like that which has no roof and you can easily anybody can climb into it if you park that on the street people are going to climb into it. I can't believe it hasn't been stolen yet. It's strange. No, that's a different comic book. Mm, and doesn't exist Doctor yet. Strange. Anyway, they head back to the Baxter building where Reed and nope, where Doom and Reed's body is not sure what to do now that Reed and Doom's body is here as well. Mm. But the Fantastic 3 have finally figured out. I mean, let's be clear. The non-Reed members of this quartet in this issue prove themselves all to be totally stupid. Oh, moronic. These three idiots have finally figured out that something about Reed seems off. And so they play a little trick. And Johnny uses... Oh, God. Please don't try to explain this. (laughs) He creates a heat mirage of dynamite. And Reed in Doom's body jumps on this heat mirage to try to protect everyone from the explosion, while Doom in Reed's body slithers up an air vent to get away. 
And they say, wait a minute, Reed wouldn't leave us to die. The two panels on the bottom of that page are the dumbest things I've read. There's some construction workers outside, 80 stories down from us, that have a piece of dynamite because they're blowing up pavement or something. I'm going to make a heat mirage of that exact scene, but project it into the room we're in right now. Because I'm a super scientist. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. I'm a 16-year-old boy. So you've explained what happens, but what's your problem with it? (laughs) Let's pause the plot here for a second. You know, it's a a given trope of TV, movies, anytime someone gets switched in a body, that they just sit down and they go, how can I prove to you that I'm actually this person and not that person? I know, I'll tell you something that only I would know about you. They never pull that up here. Yeah, because Reed certainly should know things like, I know where your mole is, Sue. Yeah. I know where your mole is, Johnny. I mean, you know, he should definitely know things about these characters like that Doom does not. He could have easily said, instead of just telling thing as things like punching him repeatedly in the face, look into your heart, Ben. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's almost more, more proof that it's not Reed, because Reed would be like, oh, wait, no, Ben has no heart. He's going to, he's going to friggin' murder me right now. Like, Reed's more of a thinker than this. He's not just going to... But I am, I'm not Doom. Come on, guys, believe me. Well, in the end of this makes no sense anyway, because now Doom is so discombobulated because the Fantastic Four don't believe him anymore. Yes, he's distracted. So his control slips and their minds switch back. Mm-hmm. They surround Doom. He starts shooting at them with things from his armor, which again, Reed, you're an idiot. You were in this armor this entire time. Did you look to see what its capabilities were? <laughs> Unfortunately, Doom shoots the shrinking ray and it hits him. He turns it on. It hits him and shrinks him out of existence. Just keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, even though it only hit him once. And he's gone forever. We will never see Doctor Doom again. The end. That is the issue. Hey, but they actually seem to know what the next issue is going to be. Normally, I don't think they do. The next issue is going to be the Impossible Man. That's exciting. Mm, You like that character, right? Impossibly exciting. Also, I I would like to point out that Stan Lee, I think, makes up his inventions using some sort of mad scientist Mad Libs. Because what Doom is shooting at them is a sub-miniature transistor-powered atomic blast gun. You do not need that many words. It's in his finger. Yes. That's not a gun. And it, Well, it's too many words. Like, do you don't need atomic? I don't know that you need sub-miniature. Maybe not sub-miniature, okay, but sub... Well, it's sub-miniature. That's why he keeps shrinking. No, wait, he didn't shoot himself with that thing. Nope. I... Sub-miniature transistor-powered atomic blast gun. Not to mention that as he's halfway through that sentence, thing would have punched him in the face. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Worst issue ever. Oh, we're not done. We got the Fantastic Four fan page. Boom-boom. Oh, wait. It was supposed to be two pages this issue. Liars. There's not much to talk about in the letters page. (laughs) Good. Let's just move on. I'm not going to lie to you. They do announce the launch of the Amazing Spider-Man comic, though they don't hyphenate his name. His name is written as Spiderman. Wait, wait, wait. It says, announcement number one. In answer to literally hundreds of requests, we will have a two-page fan mail section starting with our next issue. Yeah, they're running a little late on that. And, uh, yeah, where is Spiderman? Mm, Walter Spiderman. Here he is. Of the Yonkers Spidermans. We're launching a new series of Spiderman tales, which will go on sale at the beginning of December. Spiderman? Yeah. <laughs> Cinnamon tales? You would think that they would know to hyphenate their own character's name, but whatever. And they te- they do two fan polls. <laughs> we get the results of two different fan polls here. The first fan poll was whether or not they should eliminate the Invisible Girl from the title from the book. And six hundred and forty-seven people responded. Of the six hundred and forty-seven, eight said dropper. Six hundred and thirty-nine said don't. I don't believe that. That's really weighted in one direction. The other fan poll was should they add new members to the team? 
let's be clear. So 647 people responded about Sue. The other fan poll got 900 responses, which suggests that people don't care about Sue one way or the other. Or I feel like they just picked and choose which letters they wanted to use as votes. So as far as keeping new members or not, 422 people say add new members. 486 say don't add new members. I don't think people are getting the whole Fantastic Four thing. (laughs) I mean, but that's pretty evenly split. I mean, that's very close to being. But that's like 900 people. I wonder if the few people that voted to get rid of Sue wanted them to get new members. That's kind of answered the same question. (laughs) That could be. Get rid of her and replace her with someone else. And they tease the fact that the Fantastic Four will meet the Hulk sometime in the future, but we'll never see that. It's probably... That's got to be at least two issues away. All right, so that's the Fantastic Four issue number 10, Jason's favorite issue ever of any title. I have stopped reading this comic now, for good. These next two episodes of our show, we're just going to be you talking into a void. Pretty much like I am now. Mm. So let's talk... This is the last time we're going to see Doctor Doom in these 12 issues. And, of course, Doctor Doom is going to hang out in the Marvel Universe universe forever. Wait, I thought he was gone for good. Yeah. How does he come back from being impossibly shrunk? The FF go to find him in the microverse with Ant-Man. In the quantum realm. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. Doctor Doom has probably appeared in pretty much every single superhero comic book that that, that DC, that Marvel has ever published. And DC. Yeah, well, (laughs) it's almost like a badge of honor, like your comic book isn't officially a Marvel Universe comic book until Doctor Doom shows up there. He he showed up in Spider-Man, I think, in the fifth issue. Yep, yep. He had his own run in the comic book Astonishing Tales in the 1970s, and of course, in Supervillain Team-Up. He was always one of the Team-Up villains in that book. I believe he's in every issue. Oh, that was like uh, like Thing in Marvel 2 and 1. The history of Doom has been retconned more than once. Kirby's original idea for Doom was that in the explosion at the college that scarred his face, it was actually just a little scar. There wasn't much of a scar there. But he was so vain that to him, his face was ruined, even though it was just a little tiny scar. When he went to the monks in Tibet, he had them make the suit of armor for him, but he was so impatient that he put the mask on before it was fully cooled, and that's what turned his face into hamburger that apparently everyone is grossed out by when they look at it. Doom's stock and trade is to be supposedly dead at the end of an issue. Only to miraculously return. But he will be considered dead-dead for a while during Burns' run in the 1980s, and we find out that he has a contingency plan. It takes a ward of his named Kristoff, and brainwashes that ward into thinking that he is the real Doctor Doom. How many times does that happen? Unfortunately, (laughs) when the real Doctor Doom comes back, he now has to deal with his ward, who thinks he's the real Doctor Doom, and the original Doctor Doom is an imposter, which causes all kinds of funsies. When Walt Simonson writes the book in the 90s, he does a plot line where he reveals that the Doom we've thought is the real Doctor Doom has actually been a Doombot for decades, And that very few of the Doctor Doom appearances since these early appearances were actually him. It's a way of Simonson basically being able to write off any any times he thought Doctor Doom wasn't really written well or in character. Kristoff, the the fake Doom, eventually gets his mind back and joins the FF for a while in the 1990s. And Doom himself joins the Future Foundation in the aughts. So there's, I think Doom is still on a redemption kick in the current Marvel Universe. Don't, uh, well, uh... Wait, what did we read with the Avengers? That was Emperor Doom, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Isn't there a, wasn't there a recent series where Doom had white armor? 
Was that I part think, of the? I think that's part of the future with the Future Foundation. Okay. And didn't the FF name their daughter after Doom's mom or his his wife, his or? girlfriend, his his long lost love, Valeria? Because, because Doom is instrumental in Valeria being born. Without oh. without Doom, Valeria would not have been born because he uses magic. Yeah, it's it's all very complicated, and I don't feel like getting into it. But it's yeah. Mm, right. So there's some deep ties there. I think the doom is pretty well established in these three issues as a man who has a certain sense of honor about him, but is not a nice guy. Yes. We will, again, his origin will get fleshed out a lot more in the future as far as the fact that he knew Reed pretty well. Like, in issue number four, when we first get his origin, Reed gets the idea, I've heard of him when he was in college, but not much more than that. But of course, that'll get fleshed out and he and Reed will have become... Besties. Almost, almost <laughs> friends in in the Marvel in Marvel Reborn in the nineties when they when the Avengers and the FF and Iron Man and Captain America. Captain America are are redone. Doctor Doom is part of a brain trust in that issue, and he's like best friends with Reed and Banner and Henry Pym. I can think of there's one or two more Stark. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Tony Stark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so sometimes he he seems locked in with some of the heroes some you know he he i mean he's been around forever and again he's in everybody's title so he has some relationship with some of them i love his his appearances in iron man because tony stark tends to dislike the magic aspect of doom and they i know in issue 150 and in issue 250 they go they do time jaunts in iron man it's good stuff they establish more of the latveria side of doom too where he's the guy who runs the country and a lot of that stuff comes up where people come to Latveria, but they can't come in because that would be invading a foreign country. And yes, he kind of uses the the fact that he's the lord over this to good effect. He does, and we also find out when the experiment in college that 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 blew up and got him kicked out was to rescue his mother from the netherworld. And I think they they use that to give him a little bit more humanity. The idea that he was trying, you know, the him trying to save his mother from basically hell is a running plot line for years and years and years. I think it's finally resolved in the Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange graphic novel. It's good stuff. Ever read that? Triumph and Torment? Uh, I, I believe I own it, but I've never read it. What? Yeah. I got a lot of stuff at home. It's right there. I yeah. got no time. It's it's uh, Roger Stern and Mike Mignola. I mean, how do you get a better team than that? Of course, he's a big deal in Secret Wars when he steals the Beyonder's power. That's a, a big time, uh, a big thing for him. He's part of the Cabal. The, he's, e- the evil version of the Illuminati. Yeah, he's pretty much part of every evil. He was one of the main movers and shakers during Acts of Vengeance. If there's a group of evil villains in the Marvel Universe, he's likely to be there. And he is, far and away, one of my favorite villains, possibly characters at Marvel, possibly in comics, maybe even more than in comics, which is why it's so painful when Julian McMahon plays him. Everybody likes Doctor Doom. He's really cool. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, it's too bad he was wasted in this stupid issue. Well, I still have to give this issue credit because it, it, again, it's it's doing things other comics don't. Like Julius Schwartz at this point in time had never appeared in one of his comics. You don't see <laughs> Mort Weisinger beating up kids in a Superman comic. No, you used to see that in real life. <laughs> well, actually, he was nice to kids. He just asked them what they wanted to see in comics. He beat up freelancers. Uh, but we still, I mean, no. Lee and Kirby didn't actually appear in this comic. They did. Their names did. Well, it's not a photo. It's not you... You know, it's not a documentary. They but they're, you didn't actually see them. They Lord, didn't actually appear. Wasn't there a uh, what if issue where the the original Marvel bullpen becomes the Fantastic Four? Yep, yep. Stanley's Mister Fantastic. Of course, Jack Kirby's the Thing. Flo is the Invisible Woman, and who is who's the Human Torch? Is it John Romita? I don't remember. It or might be. is it Roger Stern? Wasn't he uh, Roy Thomas? Stan, uh, Roy Thomas. I mean, wasn't he Stan's assistant? I don't. It might have been Roy Thomas. Yeah. So, Jason, would you keep reading? No. I, would. I think I stopped reading halfway through this issue. 
I, as stupid as this issue is, there's something about this that I, I do kind of like. I have a certain affection for this. I can't. And by the time we roll around to the next issue, I am glad that I'm not reading it anymore. <laughs> oh, the next issue has some of my favorite stuff in it. But we'll talk about that in our next episode. All right, then. Thanks for sticking around through all this, people. If you want to get in touch with us, our email address is yearonecomics at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram account. Uh, and we have an Instagram account at yearonecomics. Ah, <sighs> thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.